0: Hi folks, welcome to Agency Unfiltered, the HubSpot Solutions Partner Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Dunn, and Agency Unfiltered is a weekly web series and podcast that interviews the owners, founders, and executives of agencies and services providers from around the world about whatever it takes to grow and scale. This week, we have on Jim Delaney, CEO of Traction AI, who's here to talk about his perspective on revenue operations, HubSpot's operations hub, and the importance of a connected platform. So we start with Jim's definition for both connection and revenue operations and the relationship between the two. He also shares how businesses can self-evaluate when there's a need and to gauge their general readiness for RevOps support. So in other words, he shares the types of questions partners should be asking to uncover that need. Jim also shares his pitch or how he sells the value proposition and key benefits for outsourcing RevOps support. Including tips on how others can improve their offerings and their own positioning. We then pivot over to Operations Hub, a hub that Traction AI finds deeply powerful and a valuable inclusion when selling and implementing HubSpot for the right prospects and clients. He shares some of his favorite Ops Hub powered automations and RevOps activities, what it's been able to do for his clients, and the types of use cases he's hoping to leverage more in the future. Combating the crisis of disconnection, episode by episode. You're listening to Agency Unfiltered. Welcome to Agency Unfiltered. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Kev. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, you know, obviously we were chatting right before popping on. Happy, I mean, this won't be out on a Friday, but happy Ho- Tropics Friday, Hawaiian Shirt Friday. Uh, uh, it's good to throw on the Hawaiian shirt every once in a while, you know what I mean? But that's culturally something you guys do uh, every Friday, yeah?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. We've been doing it for a number of years. Uh, we, we actually entertain one another uh, wearing our tiki shirts on Fridays, so... Uh, my partner and folks in the company would be happy to see that. I mean, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm on brand today. Thank you.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, classified maybe wacky. You keep it for one day a week. I have a fairly extensive collection of Hawaiian shirts, and I'm wearing them all seven days of the week. Like, are they? Some, <laughs> they're a, they're a, you know, they're a core piece of my wardrobe. But are they supposed to be only seen as a, as a wacky element?
1: Uh, it's usually a wacky element, and started by uh, my, my business partner uh, David Benson who's quite the interesting chap, who's everything from a mixologist uh, with many signature cocktails to a DJ uh, and uh, certainly a a HubSpot expert.
0: A renaissance man. Those are all things you're looking for, you know? (laughs) Well, Jim, uh, uh, we're here to talk about a couple different things. Um, I think uh, revenue operations, which is something Traction AI uh, just knows quite a bit about and it seems like it it does quite a bit of work for clients, prospects, etc., I know you personally have an affinity for uh, HubSpot's Ops Hub, and so I'd love to talk operations. Uh, and then I think a kind of a, a, a pertinent theme uh, I've been talking to partners a bunch, HubSpot's been talking about, uh, but this idea of connection, right? And we're trying to combat the crisis of disconnection and the, the role a connected platform plays in reestablishing that connection. So there's a whole lot to un- unfold here and uncover. Um, but maybe we'll start with that last point and see where that takes us. Uh, so coming out of Inbound, turning the page into 2023, what does Connected Platform mean to you uh, and or mean to the Traction AI
1: team? Yeah, well, first, uh, once again, thanks for having us. Um, uh, It was actually great to attend Inbound uh, last September in Boston. Uh, Traction was there in full force. And I actually thought this theme of connection was a really important one on many levels. Um, As your HubSpot leaders discussed during the events, Post-COVID, the strategies that businesses have traditionally relied upon to attract, engage, and delight customers, they've actually begun to break down a bit. And as all of your listeners know, it's actually getting much harder out there in this recessionary environment to generate demand, drive leads, reach prospects, um, and especially meet some of our customers' higher expectations. Uh, during the height of the pandemic, you know we, we lived in this digital first world, uh, but that momentum is starting to slow, and it's harder than ever to connect with customers. Um, and what we have found, and I think this is consistent with a lot of the stuff I've seen with HubSpot, that there's a crisis of disconnection and it's really being caused by some major disconnects. Uh, mm-hmm. One disconnect, of course, um, is around systems, systems not talking to each other. Uh, another is marketing sales and customer experience processes, not, not connecting, not, not being integrated. Uh, and then finally, uh, the team silo teams across sales, marketing and customer success. And so when all these disconnects are present, increasingly you're going to end up with more disconnected customers and buyers yeah. Yeah. just simply aren't engaging with companies like they used to. So yeah. Yeah. what does it mean? Uh, well, uh, for us and for HubSpot and, uh, and for many of HubSpot's customers, it really means that if we're going to thrive in this new environment, we're really going to have to move into the age of this connected customers. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't think about CRMs as an example of just managing customer relationships but we're going to have to start thinking less around customer management and more about customer connection. Uh, And so to sum it up, I I guess it means that HubSpot customers are going to need more than data. They'll need context. They'll need more than leads. They'll need connection. They'll need more than contacts. They'll need community. And it connects with what we do attraction because all of your customers who need a more connected customer growth strategy, it requires that they optimize every stage along the customer's journey to boost this connection, to boost this uh, community. And for us, that is about the execution of a robust uh, rev-up strategy.
0: You know, that was a a great segue, I think, to to where my next question was going to go. I mean, you you called out two things, right? Uh, The traditional tactics and strategies that we've relied on in the past are breaking down, right? It's never been harder to reach our audience, to, to generate demand, to drive revenue. So there's that piece um uh, but then there's also kind of the growing disconnect between systems or or you know uh, endpoints in your tech stack uh processes uh handoffs between teams teams themselves and so my question was going to be you know is revops or revenue operations uh, uh revops consultancy revops as a service is that the solution is this where uh both businesses should be looking for guidance and help and i guess the other side of that coin is this where solutions partners need to be heading in regards to their offerings and the engagements that they pursue?
1: Well, Kev, I mean, you're talking to a guy who's running a company around revenue operations as a service. And so we certainly think so. Um, but we're also seeing it in the numbers. I mean, if you just look at the number of companies that are, are, are coming up with new ways to optimize their systems, their processes, their measurement and their teams, um, it certainly means that they need to be more effective and more capital efficient about the way they generate and create revenue. Uh, you talked about the number of apps. Uh, the number of apps that companies are using when they're scaling is greater than two hundred. And and when you think about it, the problem isn't that the companies don't uh, have a lot of tools. It's the fact that too few are connected and connected in a meaningful way. Yeah. Each one has its own set of data, own processes, but there's no one. In place that's tying them together in an effective way in a automated way and in a way that creates transparency at every step such that you can make better business decisions about which campaigns to be running what marketing channels to be using what's customers to be going after that close better that better fit your icp and your business buyer persona and so uh these are really good times and and for some of you the members of your audience who may be less familiar Uh, with exactly what RevOps is, Um, maybe we should level set for a second and and talk about uh, exactly what RevOps is and and, and what's going on.
0: And then, Jim, I think it's a good idea uh, to level set, right? Uh, Because there might be some nuances in in the way in which certain partners uh, kind of think about, define, and package RevOps as a service. So yeah, what's your definition of revenue operations?
1: Yeah, th- thanks. And, and this notion of level setting is important and not only to level set about what it is, but how to do an internal assessment about where you might be along your RevOps journey to um, uh, to address some of these gaps that we talked about. A moment ago, we talked about disconnected systems, processes, and revenue teams, but how do you fix it? And what we've seen is a great rise in sales, marketing, customer experience functions now mor- morphing together into this new category, RevOps. And Effectively, the goal is to help companies optimize the performance of their teams, of their platforms, of their process, and of their performance measurement. It it effectively breaks down that fragmentation. It breaks down that disconnection, if you will, and it harmonizes because it integrates across all these systems, all these processes, and ensures that the the revenue-facing teams are jointly accountable for a common set of KPIs. And in the end, it improves visibility, it improves automation, Uh, real-time data and insights uh, are now delivered that allow you to optimize your revenue engine. Um, And so what's this about? I mean, the successful attributes of any RevOps solution are about this interconnectedness. It's about ensuring that your processes are designed end-to-end and that they support the entire customer lifecycle. It ensures that the entirety of the revenue operation engine is observable in terms of Near time visibility into the execution outcomes across the entire chain. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the revenue teams, right? The adoption and the compliance with respect to data governance practices. Hmm. It's making sure that they're trained on how to actually use their systems like HubSpot Marketing Pro, Sales Pro, Ops Hub, uh, and to make sure that the data getting in is up to date, complete, and accurate. Uh, and, you know, it's there's companies like ours now that are actually offering service subscriptions. So think RevOps as a service mm-hmm. that h- help companies along these various elements in terms of uh, the systems design, the, 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 the process to ensure the best demonstrated practice around processes being implemented to make sure that the KPIs are available to all the business line users in moments where they can actually make decisions uh, and, and use that information effectively.
0: You know, Jim. There's one note, uh, one soundbite there that I that I jotted down for myself, but it's revenue-facing teams being jointly accountable uh, for KPIs or like revenue, you know, pointing KPIs. Uh, love that. I think it really boils it down really well. Um, uh, how can other solutions partners? Whether I mean, maybe it's something uh, you do with Traction AI, but how can folks uh, uh, open the door with prospects to to get the conversation of RevOps as a service? Uh, uh, on the table? I guess, in other words, how can we, what, what questions should they be asking? What should they be surfacing to prospects uh, to help identify the need for RevOps help? You know what I mean? Help them self-evaluate the the gaps in their systems or processes.
1: You know, I, I like to think about it as the metaphor that we've all heard about the, the how do you boil a frog? And and we, we've learned that you put a frog in cold water and then slowly turn up the temperature. The gradual nature of it, of, of it heating up uh, it's too late. Uh, so by the time it gets too late, he, he's dead. Whereas if he hops in, realizes it's hot, he hops back out. Well, I often think about that metaphor because so many companies, they don't realize a pro- that they've got a problem. They, they don't have their guard up and they really struggle to assess their own readiness. And when it's the right time, if you will, to transform their sales, marketing, customer expe- success functions into this fully integrated, lean and more capital efficient RevOps engines, mm-hmm. uh, and, and sometimes they don't even understand the magnitude of the impact of, of their existing fragmented, we've talked about disconnected, uh, business applications, and in some cases, their own team's level of readiness to actually use the tool, so how many HubSpot clients are operating with low levels of readiness with respect to how to get maximum utility and value out of their, their marketing pro or their sales pro or, or some of their um, other applications, and so it begins to answer your question with, well, how do you assess your RevOps readiness? How do you do it easily? How do you do it quickly? Mm -hmm. And if I were leading this podcast and you were my customer, I'd probably begin by evaluating whether or not you can answer some very simple types of questions. Like for example, marketing performance. Do you understand which marketing channels yield your best ROI? Do you know which industries or prospect types are your best worst opportunities? Can you easily identify best and worst performing campaigns? Now, we actually methodically work through a checklist of these types of questions across marketing, across sales pipeline. You know, for example, do you dependably know the size of your early, mid and late stage pipe? Uh, Is it accurate? Is it reliable? Um, You know, do you understand your deal size, your deal velocity, your conversion rates within your HubSpot sales pro platform? Customer experience, customer success. Do you have an effective renewal process? Are you successful in retaining and upselling, cross-selling your clients? How do you measure logo retention? Do you do you measure gross and net revenue? So there's a series of these important questions with respect to everything from marketing to sales to customer success to revenue forecasting. And then based on that, you can then evaluate what the drivers are. Are they systems problems? Are they process problems? Is it just the absence of the measurement systems in place? Or is it in part a function of your teams with respect to data governance or perhaps Uh, They need more training because they have low readiness around how to use the various applications. And so the journey begins with assessing across these functional areas, sales, marketing, customer experience, finance operations, across systems design, process, measurement, and then call it team, uh, team adherence, compliance, adoption of your data governance rules and the use of the platforms. That gives us a real quick and dirty in terms of where you are and specifically where you may need to go in terms of your point of departure versus your point of arrival.
0: You know, I love that. It sounds it really comes down to just the availability, but also the accuracy of performance data, uh, but specifically tied to revenue, right? Hey, what are your top performing marketing campaigns? How accurate is the end stages of your sales pipeline? Are you tracking uh, expansion or retention? you know, numbers uh, within your customer success or love that. Uh, And also uh, we don't have to harp on it too much. Um, I'm not using boiling frog metaphor as often in my day days. Maybe I should. So thanks for teeing that up for me. I got to work that into more, more conversations. Um, uh, Jim, let me ask you this. Um, uh, From like a team development or skill development perspective, how can more partners get it? If they, I mean, who knows if I self identify and say, this sounds valuable important uh, in the way the direction I want to take my business I just don't know if myself or my team is there yet uh, where should they be looking what are the skills that they need to be developing uh, what's that trajectory to become a revOps as a service partner you know what I mean
1: yeah it, it's an important question and I, I think it's it's important to point out that this is a big change management exercise and the most important component is the human behavior associated with it right because we often tell our customers, um, people deliver revenue, not platforms. And when people deliver revenue, they have a they have a requirement, they have a dependency on using great products like HubSpot. But this so the systems are clearly important. But these business processes, sales, marketing, customer success, and making sure you've got good measurement around it, and making sure that there's good alignment, making sure that there's buy-in across your teams to use the systems to follow the processes to leverage the KPIs for which they'll be jointly accountable to be able to do that in a in a systematic way in a measurable way and that change management element is absolutely critical and so that's the superpower that makes all of this work we can get mechanical and talk about Systems design and exactly how many stages in a sales process we may have and 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 be very literal around the criteria that must be met in order to advance from from your your qualify stage to your approved stage to your proposed stage to your commit you get the point um, but at the end of the day it's mostly a change management exercise and a desire for organizations to become lean to be more effective and more capital efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: capital efficiencies come up a couple different times. Also, uh, great framing. I uh, love the label there. Um, and that's also super helpful. So, I appreciate the perspective. Let me, uh, this question is more so maybe messaging or like communicating the value proposition of RevOps or RevOps as a service. How can partners, well, because it's growing, right? More and more partners within the ecosystem uh, are anchoring themselves to, to revenue operations, pr- marketing themselves as RevOps consultants or strategists uh from a messaging value prop perspective how can i install differentiation or distinction how can i show that i i am truly an expert i know what i'm talking about versus those that might be you know fake until you make it you know what i mean
1: yeah it's 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 probably important to um maybe parse that out a bit because when we talk to folks uh about their rev ops strategy and and the execution um it oftentimes requires that we, we take a step back and they say, well, why should we care? Like, why is this important? And why, why should we act on this now? And we've touched on it uh, uh, in and around it so far on this call. But, you know, we, we typically come back and say, look, mission team and revenue alignment, benefit number one. It gives you the ability to make better, more accurate data-driven decisions with confidence, benefit number two. You're going to be able to deliver more consistent and more predictable pipeline and revenue growth. That's benefit number three. The tools that you're spending on, right? The, the, the HubSpot products that you're using, you're gonna ensure that that software is not shelfware and that you're getting maximum utility and value out of the tools, the money you're investing. We talked about the number of applications you're using across your revenue engine. So you're gonna be able to make it more efficient use of the technology and tools within your tech stack. And then finally, and perhaps most importantly, it's a better experience. It's not only just a better experience for creating better connection to your customers, but think about your team, right? The the, the sales team members, the marketing team members, the folks who are doing account management and uh, customer uh, success and customer experience. Better utilization of the tools, better processes, better measurement, joint buy-in, maximizing and optimizing the customer experience along every stage within the journey. That's good for them too, because there's clarity uh, around exactly what their role is, what the process is, and what the outcome expectation by way of KPI is.
0: Love that. Um, Also like how concrete uh, and just how plainly spoken the benefits are, right? And the evidence is clear. And so I think surfacing that, right? Uh, uh, is certainly a strong case to be made as to why. Why should these prospects care? And in turn, why should partners care about trying to offer this effectively as a service? Right?
1: Yeah, right on, right on, man.
0: Um, Jim, this might be transitioning us a little bit in the discussion, but obviously kind of at the top here, we, we uh, kind of planted the seed that uh, Traction AI believes heavily in operations hub, right? And so I guess through the lens of either RevOps, uh, through the lens of the connected platform, uh, or maybe both, uh, how do you position Operations Hub to prospects and clients? Like, what's your perspective on it, and, and you know, what's your what's your pitch on why should these businesses care?
1: Yeah, well, thanks for the, the question, Kev. This is going to sound like a a shout out or a uh, a great endorsement of of HubSpot's Ops Hub product because in order to get to the connected platform, we as as folks who implement HubSpot every day. Um, we think HubSpot is, is just a fantastic tool, and it's one that offers many features to improve uh, the RevOps, RevOps activities within HubSpot. And we typically position to our clients um, when we're sort of blueprinting what should their Rev engine look like? And, and depending on the complexity and their needs, we often position Ops Hub as the glue that ties together our customers' connected platforms. Ops Hub is what enables HubSpot to talk to the other systems in our customer RevOps tech stack, enabling much more sophisticated rules based syncing of our data and uh, of their data. And so we recommend HubSpot, or excuse me, Ops Hub to our customers if they have serious data hygiene issues or if they've got very complex processes. Normal HubSpot automations can support standard processes well enough, but often times they might create breaks in a connected platform if their processes are a bit more complex and so prospecting or our prospects experiencing these breaks are generally a good fit for Ops Um
0: that's great and obviously that that sort of praise the ops team the ops hub product team definitely is is much deserving of that praise high praise. Um love that it's the glue that holds it all together. Jim do you find that traction ai has more success in uh, selling Opsub at the point of sale with a new prospect—is it something that you more so look at cross-selling and account expansion with? Like, where does it fit in, in Traction AI's you know uh, pipeline?
1: Well, uh, it's it's interesting. You know, we 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 depending on where they are and their level of maturity as a company. So we we deal with Series A, B, C companies uh, with revenues between two and fifty million. That's our sweet spot. And so if we've got a blank slate. Uh, and they don't have a hell of a lot of complexity, uh, we won't necessarily go in leading with Ops Hub. But as the company grows and it becomes more complex, and the issues around perhaps data are really ugly and messy, uh, or the integrations uh, are a bit more complicated, uh, we most certainly will offer Ops Hub right out the gate when working with a client. In fact, it becomes almost that, that superpower, that super tool that we can use to kind of get started uh, and... Um, and, and kind of clean up the mess that, that, that they're, you know, asking us to help them with.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's less about uh, prospect versus existing client. It's more so like where they are in their maturity. And it sounds like some of the flags you're looking for, right? Uh, uh, messy did is data hygiene, a problem area or an issue. Uh, are their integrations starting to get a little hairy, a little complex, um, from a sales perspective, any other flags worth adding to that list?
1: Well, we think about it as um, you know, supporting, just, just as you've defined, I mean, the, t- the top three primary use cases for our customers, the first is data hygiene, right? I mean, we, we talk, talk, talked about that, right? Cleaning up messy data, missing data is one of the most common Ops hub use cases. You know, we've got a lot of customers who adopt HubSpot because it's easy to start using, but... Uh, it gets harder uh, to keep using uh, because as they grow and as they scale, more and more bad data begins to pile up. Especially if you have data governance issues, and Ops mm-hmm. hub is a great way to stay tidy, to stay structured uh, as the business grows. You know, we've got a. I could probably go into a couple of case studies. Well, you know, data hygiene is a great example. Yeah. Um, complex processes. Uh, you know, we've, we have a cybersecurity customer with lead assignment requirements that are just too complex for the standard round-robin features available in Pro. And so let's say you've got a new SDR on your team who's getting onboarded and you don't want him or her to get the same number or become instantly a part of the broader rotation. Or perhaps you want your SDR team in whole to handle a set of leads and you want to limit perhaps the number of leads or the quality of the leads or the type of leads that are directly assigned to sales executives and so we've been able to use the custom code actions in hubs in ops hub to build a weighted lead assignment process and this allows us to split leads between let's say new sdr members or the sdr team in 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 general or to splice out a specific type and number of sales leads or percentage of sales leads direct to sales executives so it it allows us to create more flexibility around a round robin assignment that can distribute leads in a way that's best for the business and so that's worked great for our our we have a cybersecurity company out of out of Chicago uh that's been really really helpful for them uh the it, final example i might give you is because i want to plug your data sync the data sync is is also a phenomenal uh, feature in OpsHub. Uh, just the ability to sync records across systems in real time, and to be to have the ability to control what is synced. Uh, and and what this does, of course, is it it greatly streamlines the process of creating a, a truly connected platform. Um, we have an international customer who's in the technology space, and we see this sometimes. He, they they use the um, uh, the HubSpot Marketing Pro, but they use you know, one of the bad guys, uh, CRM. Uh, and so. We would
0: bleep out if you name dropped and we'd bleep it out anyway. So, even though it's unfiltered, we'd bleep that out.
1: So. Yeah. So, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, continue. But, but, but in this case, what they were trying to do is assign their MQLs, uh, marketing qualified leads, to the sales team. And they wanted to do, uh, track the engagement status of these prospects in real time. But this is a team or this is a company that has teams across multiple time zones. And so you got different platforms, you got different teams. Uh, and this gets back to the point I was saying earlier about becoming connected, about becoming streamlined, be, being thoughtful about where marketing crosses over into sales, where you've got integrated and understood accountability mm-hmm. across those systems and across those processes in a way that works. And so what we did with this customer is we used the data sync feature in Ops Hub to push only the relevant leads from HubSpot to their CRM while HubSpot was pulling all context deals and companies from the sales system. And, and in this way, we were able to assign sales leads only to those where uh, it maybe it made sense from a time perspective, it made sense from a territory perspective and we were becoming more streamlined, we were becoming more automated. And so that meant more effective, that meant more capital efficient because they weren't wasting time on leads, uh, leaving messages in time zones uh, that didn't make sense. They were able to call in the right territory at the right time with the right lead. And they were also limiting the number of leads that were actually slipping through the cracks. And so a great example around how the data sync feature in HubSpot was able to help ameliorate some of these disconnects between, let's say, a, a marketing automation platform, HubSpot Marketing Pro, and this particular client's uh, CRM.
0: You know, um Jim, thanks for for digging into some of those. Um I was I was hoping you'd indulge me with some examples or let's get tactical with it. So I think what you've highlighted um really compelling cases. Is it fair to say that, you know, OpsHub provides uh the most value when there's complexity in those interdepartmental processes or, you know, there's opportunities for fracturing of handoffs, right? You talked about the weighted uh, lead assignment, right? Uh, MQL assignment based on a number of different factors. Is that a fair assessment of where Opsub drives uh, the most value?
1: Yeah, without question. I, I think those three use cases that we keep talking about: it's it's data hygiene, uh, it's supporting complex processes, yep. and it's integrations. Uh, it it really helps us fix those problems. And when we Traction AI talk about the value that we bring as RevOps as a service, it's all about Looking across all the systems and the processes, and, and and that idea of visibility, that idea of unification. We talk about streamline, automate, standardize uh, all the time, and Ops Hub is a great tool to be able to do those things: streamline, automate, standardize.
0: That's great. And you know, uh, is it fair? Is it worth calling out the uh, the the speed in which Ops Hub allows these things to be built, or allows your team to like actually bridge? These connections, I think, from and again, I don't know how how yourselves or how any partner may price their work, but if you think about like from a value based pricing model, immense amount of value at a potentially fairly streamlined uh, uh, effort to build from like a workflow or billable hour perspective. You know what I mean? Is it is that a is the ratio in your favor?
1: You, you know, it is, but the real difference maker, Kev, is. You're unlocking the ability for these companies to scale efficiently. And, and that is the price tag that's mm-hmm. worth a, a, a 10x return. Because what happens is, as complexity gets introduced into any environment, they they don't understand the drag there is to their ability to perform, their ability to be productive with respect to the marketing sales and customer experience process, the, they, they don't, back to the frog, right? They don't understand how hot it's getting and they don't understand the magnitude of the impact, but what ops hub does, the real multiplier effect is by reducing these frictions. Uh, it allows those systems to be able to talk more intelligently together to, to resolve to your point, some of those, those connections to make them integrate more quickly, more easily but the real value is in the longer game because now you're going to be able to scale in a much more capital efficient much more effective way.
0: Yep, I love that. So it's the 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 more lucrative element here that should be catching partners' ears is well th- this sort of reduced friction the multiplier is uh, allowing these businesses to scale. Like that's Amen. the return for partners that that are able to uh, operationalize some of this. Not I mean sure maybe the the efficiency to deliver the work is there but it's the the real revenues to be had of of allowing these businesses to scale. Right?
1: Yeah, and for our customers, we're you know we're doing that work right. So it, it's we've done it quite a few times. So we're doing it fairly efficiently, fairly quickly. But but the real value to our customers is in that multiplier effect that you just uh, so well well said.
0: Yeah, that's great, uh, Jim. Any other uh, tips, recommendations on how partners can be more successful? In selling OpSub, selling the services that they can pair with OpSub, the implementation of OpSub once the price, you know, once the the sale is made. Any any other notes, tips, recommendations that that listeners should be you know jotting down here?
1: Yeah, I think it goes back to the question you asked me earlier, uh, which was you know at at what stage is it is it new customer is it existing customer and and what we both agreed to was. It probably makes sense based on the level of complexity and the level of maturity of a particular company. And when I'm talking about maturity, I'm talking about the size of the team, how many clients you're dealing with, et cetera. And so it's really important, we think, that when you meet with a client and you're thinking about Ops Hub, uh, you really got to start with the customer's problem. Like, what are they trying to solve? I, I know that sounds basic, but it's easy for, folks to fall back and to sell features or to say, hey, this is the shiny new hub that we've got. And, but if you're prov- bringing the wrong tool at the wrong time, uh, it actually is going to result in, in, in frustration and, and, and ultimately diminish a level of, of trust that you really understand their needs and you're able to provide them what they need to, to, to advance. And so we often recommend if you're talking about OpsHub, uh, whether to sell it or to implement it, We like to sit down with the team and just like we talked about that diagnostic set of evaluation questions, it begins with things like, well, what data hygiene challenges do you have? Hmm. What systems do you need to integrate with HubSpot? And how does each system fit into your overall RevOps process? Uh, Then we pull back the covers and we try to examine what internal processes are you struggling to implement? Uh, What are the most time consuming RevOps tasks that you need? So if you begin to think about it in terms of diagnosing the problem, understanding the systems that have to be connected the processes that are being utilized, you're going to get a sense about the readiness of the team. Then you can make a good decision about how to help them with HubSpot and, and insert it in a way that it's going to be the right product to address the right problem that's going to unlock their future revenue growth.
0: Super helpful. And also, I think there was a, a really helpful consideration uh, about making sure that, uh, You know, businesses are investing in the right tools at the right time, right? And not, I mean, just like the company's maturity uh, level might not make them ready for RevOps as a service. Maybe they're not ready for OpSub. I think that's a really important consideration for partners to think about. I guess my question for you, did you have to learn that the hard way? Did OpSub come in too early for a particular client and, and, you know, you're like, okay, now we know when and how to, to walk it back?
1: oh my goodness kev i I'm an old guy who's made a lot of mistakes i i've 've oh man i've grown I've probably three different software as a service companies had a couple of exits and each time i was I was building these things with my team one piece at a time and so i 've actually learned the hard way about how incredibly important it is to take these fragmented systems and integrate them and and to address these problems that i 've been sharing around process and measurement um you know, there was a rule of thumb that I, I I might offer you. You may have heard the expression earlier during this call where I said you don't want your software to become shelfware. Yep. And so, as I think about OpsHub, one of the things that I think is really important is they're coming at you with a problem because they recognize that their data is dirty, that their, their systems are complex, that their integrations are 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 are, are difficult, and so OpsHub becomes an answer. But just buying the software. It uh, often doesn't fix the problem. I, so it, the hub more than any of your hubs, I think the selling of the implementation with the software makes a lot of sense because remember, they're trying to get their problem solved and they're coming to you because they, they may have some challenge that they, they, they don't know how to address. And so sure. selling the implementation with the software, I think is really important. We always say that software as a service is more about the service than the software. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess the final point is, is that when in doubt, we always start small and we grow into pro. We always say that to our clients because we always need to demonstrate value with what we do. We earn their trust and then we land and expand. And so uh, OpsHub, we, we really try to be mindful about when and where we, we look to sell it. Uh, and like I said, when all else fails, start small and grow with, grow into pro.
0: Yep. Uh, seed and grow, land and expand. It's a great framework. It's super helpful. Um, Jim, as we push up on time, uh, I want to make sure we save enough time for this final question. Uh, we try and wrap every episode with it. Uh, what's the strangest part of agency
1: life? <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, let's see. The strangest part of agency life you, uh, perhaps the fact that there's so many of us all uh, trying to deliver a very common set of services, and we all attack it in very different ways. We always try to demonstrate our our uh, uniqueness, our points of differentiation. And when in reality, uh, the more simple and streamlined you can do what we do as an agency, the better off the customer is. And so we we, we try to uh, walk that fine you know that thread of differentiation versus the, the need for streamlined standard uh, uh, maybe, maybe that's the answer one of the reasons we love HubSpot by the way is uh, you know so many of the small to medium-sized companies that we work with they don't want the highly bespoke custom stuff that requires that you bring in a system administrator every single time you want to sure. put another drop down and so the fact that your stuff, out of the box, uh, most of the way there uh, is a great fit. And that is part of the connected platform that helps with getting to the connected customer. Uh, because we, we, we like to say boring is the new sexy. You can have any color you want as long as it's black <laughs> because we like to standardize and streamline and automate.
0: Um, you know, Jim, I think that's, uh, I love that point. That's a great place to end. However, it does contrast. Boring is the new segment. It does contrast with uh, Hawaiian Shirt Fridays, I think. <laughs> you know? but, but that's all right. That's all right. Uh, but thank you so much, Jim, for coming on. Super helpful perspective, insights. We talked, touched on a lot, right? Connected platform, RevOps as a service, uh, operations of how to sell and implement. So uh, a ton here to parse back through, uh, but I appreciate you taking the time.
1: Yeah, thank you for having us. Have a great day. Awesome.
0: And for everyone that's tuned in, this has been another episode of Agency 20.